listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester. And you know something? When you uh, view a fantasy movie or when you see a story, a screenplay, or a novel that is fantasy or that comes under the fantasy genre or any of the sub-genres for fantasy, a lot of people forget that movies, including fantasy, and of course, stories and TV shows within the fantasy genre, they're actually make-believe But what I'm finding is that every time I bring up a critic's criticism or any time I talk about critics, the number one complaint or the number one criticism that I am opposed to, now don't get me wrong, I welcome creative criticism or constructive criticism. But if you're criticizing my work or anyone else's work just for the hell of it, then you are not a critic. Now, later on, I'm going to do something here in the latter segment, but for now, let's talk about the complaint or the number one criticism that I have a problem with. Again, keep in mind, constructive criticism, I will accept. Destructive criticism and nonsensical criticism is not what I will accept. With that out of the way, The number one criticism that I'm against is when a critic complains about the realism of a story. Now, why would this be? Because I ask the same question to you. Now, before I answer this, I'll ask you one simple question. So, you have... An entire day ahead of you. Like you start your day in reality. And you spend your day, be it for work reasons or otherwise, or for pleasure, give or take. But then when you unwind to sit and see a movie, your analytical brain is actually taking over. And now you're telling me, and that analytical brain is telling me that you want more of reality. Now, why would you want more of reality? The idea of a story is for the viewing experience. We consume stories in the form of film and television and other entertaining content 
for the experience. We want to unwind. We want to get away from that. Now, critics, not only do they overdo it, but they categorically are ruining that experience, causing a lot of filmmakers and TV showrunners to take the easy way out and put out garbage. Now, film and TV shows are at their worst because of this reason. It's not because filmmakers and TV showrunners are not challenging themselves, but it also boils down to producers and showrunners giving away their power to the critics. People who pretend to be critics and they complain about the realism aspect or the believable aspect or the logical aspect of a piece of work. Movie, TV show, novel, whatever. Here is my question to you. Would it work if the industry only concentrates on hiring qualified critics? And I'll explain how that works in the next segment. But for now, there are way too many quote-unquote critics, especially on platforms like YouTube, who categorically complain about one thing or another when it is obvious that in the film, a special effect is used. They call that illogical. Yes, in the real world, it is illogical. But we are watching a movie We are watching a TV show which defies all logic, especially in the fantasy genre. This is my focus. When I focus on the fantasy genre, the concept should be limitless. The ideas should be limitless. However, it should not go to such an extent where... There is no story. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. If you are familiar with the movie Bahubali, which is a uh, popular movie from Tollywood, from S.S. Rajamoli, the same director that brought you Triple R or RRR, as it's better referred to as. This film had a lot of special effects, especially in the second installment of the film. Now, I found a video on YouTube that complained in the title that the scene that is being referenced to with the thumbnail of the scene, of said scene, 
was illogical. Now, this is where, this is a huge red flag. You, as a critic, should have an understanding that special effects exist in the film world and in the TV world. And complaining about the realism aspect of something, especially the fantasy fantasy genre of films and TV shows, is absolutely ridiculous. So, what is the solution to this? Now, not only do I talk about the problems like many others do, I am a proponent of proposing solutions. Now, my solution, which I will discuss in the next segment, as I've mentioned before, is qualified criticism. Now, there are courses where film criticism is offered, but that is only one component of what I'm proposing. Now, let's discuss this proposal in the next segment. So stay tuned, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I was briefly telling you about the believability of movies and stories. Now, I may have gotten off on a tangent here, but the basic premise of my argument is this. If a critic is going to complain about the realism aspect of a movie or a TV show, especially when said movie or TV show comes from the fantasy genre, there are other things that the critic doesn't notice. The critic won't notice, for example, how in real life, somebody wouldn't just grab a laser gun and shoot at someone or cut through someone, which, by the way, is a crime. They don't mention that. And I also mentioned in previous episodes how unqualified these critics are. That's it, folks. That's right. In any film industry or in any TV business, critics do not need any qualifications, which brings me to this topic. All critics need to be qualified because given the fact that the general consensus 
of all producers and showrunners in the business are quite literally giving away their power to these critics. Now, as I've mentioned in one of my previous episodes, I understand when you are spending tens of millions of dollars in, or in some cases billions of dollars, it is understandable that you want a return on that investment. You want to be sure that you are investing in a project that will give you a good return. You want to be damn sure that that project will give you not just allow you to break even, but it will give you your 30% return on that investment. Now, if you haven't had the chance to hear it before or to know about this, yes, folks, in the industry, producers expect 30% or more on their investment, whenever they invest in a project, the filmmaker has to not only break even, but also has to earn 30% plus residuals or anything that the film makes as profit. Now, if given this scenario or given the situation, what is the best solution given the fact that producers won't stop giving away their power to critics anytime soon? What is the best solution? My solution is every producer and showrunner, if they are going to hire a critic, said critic must be qualified. And what qualification does a critic need? A qualification in film studies, a qualification in critical film studies especially, but... That is only a start. That is only the basics. I believe critics should be required to have a diploma or a graduate certificate at the bare minimum if they are to contribute something back to the film industry for this criticism, for any criticism offered to the industry. Now, if that happens, I'm predicting one of two things to take place. One, people who call themselves critics and are kidding themselves will most likely to go down 
The second is these critics, when they're qualified, they'll know what to talk about. And they won't be throwing around words like unrealistic or believable or illogical all willy-nilly, which is precisely what's happening. So, film criticism or critics, film critics, must have a degree. At the bare minimum, either a diploma or a graduate certificate in film criticism or any other form of entertainment criticism. Now, being straightforward, being constructive, offering constructive criticism to a performer or to a producer or a filmmaker or whoever is involved in bringing you this content, film, TV show, play, whatever. That does not mean you get to be an ass about it. That does not mean you get to be mean. Meanness does not mean you're going to rise up and step up to the challenge. Meanness needs to have a purpose. And the criticism that you are getting needs to be constructive. And you you can actually do this by not being mean, by not being an ass about it. So, not being an a-hole about it. So, with that being said, I believe if myself or other creative practitioners or producers or showrunners or whoever are financing the content, are to rely on critics or are to give away their power to a critic, at least make sure they are qualified. You can't just go around and pick unqualified people. That's like your boss hiring totally incompetent and unqualified, skilled labor, so he can save money. No, no, no. We're actually dealing with entertainment here. And if the notion that films and TV shows are at their worst needs to end, if that needs to be debunked, that actually needs to be debunked pronto or as soon as possible. So once that happens, you can easily 
enjoy more quality content, which is more creative, and you're going to appreciate the creativity. And I believe this will also lead to more and more filmmakers or creative practitioners believing in their work or believing in their characters or believing in their stories. That's the goal. The goal is to allow creative practitioners like filmmakers and TV showrunners to believe in their stuff, to believe in what they're doing. Now, once that happens, my hope is that the quality will rise again. And mediocre content will drop because the industry is fine-tuned or it is too accustomed to take the easy way out. They want to be safe. They don't want to be sorry. But trust me, once you have qualified critics in the industry, things are going to change for the better. You don't have to take my word for it, but I want a production company in the industry or a TV studio to take this advice on board and apply it and see for themselves. See what happens. The producers and showrunners need to trust their guts. They need to trust them and not believe for a second that critics run the show. You are the ones financing it, not the critics. Keep that in mind. So, with that being said, thank you for joining me for this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Now, until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page page.